0: hey all you nostalgic agents
1: welcome to 9021 here we go the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the beverly hills 90210 franchise from fox to the cw
0: one of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice
1: i'm kendra mickles and i'm seeing these episodes for the first time
0: i'm nick gunning and i've seen them all
1: our show is brought to you by the radio meanwhile network other shows on the network include 90s music got me like this and dorian life and previously on x-men You can follow all of the shows at Radio Meanwhile on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. Please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 8, Episode 7, Pride and Prejudice.
1: And zombies?
0: No. No. Okay. Definitely prejudice, though. (laughs) Yes. So if that's your jam, it's here.
1: (laughs) Because we haven't dealt with racism enough on this
0: show. (laughs)
2: Nope.
1: All right, let's check out The Beverly Beats
0: we
2: guarantee the beverly beat is the best advertising you'll
1: ever get we need a new like i know we're we've got them saying it but we need to add some like
0: yeah we need that techno beat there something yeah. underneath.
1: <laughs> all right this our episode originally aired october 22nd 1997 couple of birthdays october 24th shanae grimes beach who plays annie wilson in the cw years turned eight October twenty sixth, James Pickens Jr., who played Henry in the Beach Club episodes, turned forty three. And October twenty seventh, Lonzo Ball of the Chicago Bulls was born.
0: I know that name, Kendra. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's that, familiar to you.
0: Yeah, I could I could I could pick <laughs> out that that was an athlete.
1: Yes. <laughs> One death to mention: October twenty fourth, legendary voice actor Don messick passed away messick was known for originating iconic cartoon characters like scooby-doo bam bam astro boo-boo and papa smurf wow all of those names excellent yeah I, yeah cartoon I names. i'm not Bam to boo-boo yeah, Boo Boo.
0: yeah. yeah. gee yogi
1: <laughs> movies october 24th gattaca with ethan hawk and Uma Thurman.
0: I feel like I should watch that. I've never seen that before. Sci-fi, dystopian. Is it okay?
1: I watched it in school for some reason. Oh. I feel yeah. like we were talking about. Maybe we your were talking teacher about was like,
0: your teacher was hungover. That's yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean happened. that that was what was really happening, yeah. but it was in science class, and I think we were talking about huh. like DNA, maybe. Okay. And so they were like, "This movie." Yeah, okay. Um, but I haven't watched it since then. But I remember it being good. Okay. And Life Less Ordinary with Ewan McGregor and Cameron Diaz. Wow. I have I not seen that? I love them. I well, Cameron Diaz is okay.
0: How long Ewan McGregor's been going?
1: Yeah. You know? Forever. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. TV, October 25th. Chris Farley hosts SNL, his final television appearance before his death later in the year.
0: Sad times.
1: Super sad. Music. October 24th, 90210 Alums, The Cores released their second album, Talk on Corners, which included the top 10 hit, Only When I Sleep. October 27th, Lennon Legend, the first career-spanning compilation from John Lennon debuted. It was certified platinum in the US and triple platinum in the UK.
0: Okay. It's a good album. I think that, no, you know, the first one I had was the John Lennon Collection, which mm. doesn't go all the way into uh, uh, whatever it is, Milk and Honey, so. Of course. Yeah.
1: Video Games, October 23rd, Steep Slope Sliders, say that five times fast, was released <laughs> for the Sega Saturn <laughs> and lump it in with Sega yeah. Saturn. Steep Slope Sliders, Sega Saturn. You're uh, see- really
0: <laughs> nailing that, though. I'm impressed. That's all your, your music teacher, <laughs> yeah. like. warm-up skills
1: yeah i'm gonna make that a warm-up and they're gonna be like what what is
0: this
1: (laughs) a sequel trickin snowboarder was released two years later okay sounds fun yeah all right nick take us beyond the zip code
0: okay this was a found in the wild kendra i came across this just naturally uh in 1990 before his time as bruce teller on melrose place and of course the villainous Tony Marchette on 90210, Stanley Campbell appeared as Tim Gaines in Columbo, Agenda for Murder. In the story, a prosecutor and a politician in line for the vice presidency get tangled in a blackmail scheme that ends in a murder staged to look like a suicide. But Columbo's on the case, Kendra.
1: Like He always is. I know.
0: I know he is. Yeah. We were going to watch that new Apple Plus show with, uh, I can't even, the guy who was the doctor after David Tennant, I can't remember. After Matt Smith, the older guy, I can't think of his name, but um, Peter Capaldi. Woo! I win. <laughs> I win. It's a new Apple Plus mystery show with Peter Capaldi. We started it and our internet dropped out. So we were like, well, <clears> we're going old school. And We watched some Columbo on DVD. And Hillary was like, where do I know this guy? And I was like, he's Tony Marchette. And I don't know. I know. <laughs> so.
1: All I know of Columbo is yeah. your impressions of uh, do Columbo. You,
0: do you have a pencil I could borrow, <laughs> sir?
1: So Columbo, is it like you see what happens and then you yeah. see him figure it out? Okay. Yeah, you
0: see the murder and then you spend the whole time being like, what little snag is he going to? What is it going to be?
1: Okay, so. because Eric, my husband, Eric, yeah. and I just read a book together and he hates mysteries. Ah. And it turned, it, it turned out to be like more of a mystery than okay. he thought it was going to be. And he was like, "I just need, I just like Columbo style, where I know what happened, yeah, and then I watch them figure it out." But yeah. I'm the opposite. I like to, I like to be, you know, trying to figure it out and yeah. have the twists come in, and so
2: mm-hmm.
1: to each their own, I suppose. Uh, yeah. All right. Here's our synopsis for Pride and Prejudice. Lizzie Bennett is intrigued by handsome stranger Fitzwilliam Darcy, only to be put. A- oh, sorry. That's sorry. That's oh. uh. Pride and Prejudice.
0: The novel Pride and Prejudice, okay. Right,
1: wrong one. Uh, Brandon's obsession with finding Kelly's attacker brings out a darker side, leading to some more conflict in their relationship. Shocker there, conflict in their relationship. Um, At the club, David has has an offer on the table for Devin's band, but Devin's true colors are getting harder and harder to ignore. They're getting bright those true colors.
0: Yeah. They're yeah. And one thing we know about Devin, he doesn't like colors. He so does.
1: that's the his least favorite thing.
0: He likes one color.
1: Meanwhile, Donna learns the truth about Val taking over her business, and Steve finally scores some points with Carly. Finally. Finally. All right, Nick who's living in Beverly Hills?
0: Today's episode was directed by Harvey Frost, and it was written by Rich Cooper. Rich Cooper playing triple duty here because he also serves as the story editor on the show. He's the credited writer, and he plays Ari Bauer in the episode. So oh. the manager David's like working with was the guy who wrote the episode, so I thought that was cool. <laughs> That's funny. He also appeared in The West Wing, Dharma and Greg, and Boston Legal. All right. Bow, bow, ba
1: i'm gonna assume that's the boston legal theme song okay it
0: is oh it's me i do this part i forgot returning players include miles jeffrey as zach reynolds christopher Orr as cooper hargrove final appearance of robert gossett as detective woods we'll have to watch the closer now to see him again final appearance of andre wasser who basically just plays a corpse in this episode spoiler (laughs) alert just uh (laughs) we'll get there but i was really i laughed a lot at that okay (laughs) brandon was unhinged (laughs) in that scene oh my gosh (laughs) final appearance of phil buckman as devin taggart Yeah. we have a new recurring player and that's karen landry as doris she was in episodes of lou grant family ties and star trek the next generation plus she played mrs webster on melrose place and other cast members include I keep forgetting that I'm supposed to be talking, Kendra. Other cast members include this is Jane how the Carr. Works. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. We've done so many episodes. I don't know. Uh Jane Carr is the hairdresser. So I knew her right away as the fairy godmother from Legends of Tomorrow. I don't know if you got to those episodes, but she I, I didn't. Okay. No. Uh, But she's got lots of other genre work. She was in Babylon 5. She was on Enterprise. She did voice work in DC Superhero Girls, Teen Titans Go. And she voiced Moira McTaggart in X-Men Legends 2, one of the greatest video games of my college years. (laughs) Finally, we have Richard Erdman as Mr. Pearl. Did you recognize him? The old man who hits on Valerie.
1: Oh, no, I didn't.
0: He has a legendary career dating back to Hollywood in the 1940s, but he's best known for playing Leonard in the NBC sitcom (laughs) Community
1: that i'm gonna have to go back and look at him because i did not recognize him at all he
0: doesn't look that different honestly
1: (laughs) leonard is so funny i know that whole show is so funny
0: great yeah
1: love it all right well let's get into pride and prejudice so we start at a small cottage in 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 england i don't know I don't, I actually I don't know that I've read <laughs> Pride got and me. Prejudice. You got me yeah. on that
0: one. I read Pride and Prejudice for an episode of But Heavy Tried? So you can listen to it all happen in real time. Do you over know it, but how long
1: tried. it took me to realize that the guy from Succession is Mr. Darcy in the Keira Knightley version of Pride and Prejudice? Oh, it I haven't seen
0: to... Succession, so I believe you. So no long. Okay. Well,
1: he's great in that show, and he's won awards okay. for. He's one of my favorite characters in that show, but like, it just took me. Forever. So if you're like me and you didn't know that, now you know. Now you know. All right. We start with David and Steve. They're driving to the Peach Pit After Dark.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's been a while since we had a little David and Steve. Remember, they were kind of like buddies back in the day, and we've kind of gotten away from it.
1: David is feeling really nervous because the band is going to be playing at the Peach Pit After Dark. He's got all these agents coming to check them out. He's hoping to get them a record deal. So he's, you know, he's feeling Feeling the nerves, yes. Steve points out, you know the be- the Beverly Beat. We put an ad in the paper for you, so like you owe us.
0: But they they like bought they paid for tickets, didn't they? Like they put an ad and it was like the Thing first like fifty. So like they yeah. put some money in there, yeah.
1: Yeah, they did. Have we heard the name of the band before or is this the first time?
0: I was thinking the same thing. I don't okay. remember ever hearing them say it. Because it's pretty either.
1: memorable. The the yeah. name is Kane Was Able. Yes. That's a good name.
0: It's not bad. It's not bad.
1: I mean, we don't like white supremacists, we but don't. <laughs>
0: So we, we got to make that really clear, Kendra, <laughs> that we do not like white supremacists.
1: We we don't. But remember, it's a good name. remember,
0: remember when we lived in a world where we didn't have to go out of our way to say the white supremacy was bad, and it was just generally understood. Yeah, people oh, just like simpler times. Yep. simpler times.
1: So as they're driving, David gets a call from Mr. Bauer from Monolith Records, and yes. he heard the demo. He's very interested, and he's going to meet David for breakfast. At the Peach Pit so they can talk it over.
0: Okay, okay.
1: At the Walsh house, Brandon is talking to Detective Woods on the phone. And apparently he's been talking to him a lot. Like either Brandon's been calling him or Woods has been calling Brandon. Kelly
0: is ready to move on. And Brandon's like, no, I'm still in this, girl. Which is funny because at the
1: end of the last episode, she was like laying in bed like it'll never be over. And now she's like, move on. This (laughs) was like like, a week ago.
0: You're still talking about that? Oh.
1: Kelly is very busy. She's talking, I guess this is her work with the foundation.
0: I guess. I guess.
1: The foundation this... sounds like a shady organization from like a sci-fi movie. Hey, by the way. speaking
0: of, I finally finished season one of the foundation uh, based on the Isaac Asimov. It's been you so long. I've been trying <laughs> Maybe to do that. that's
1: what I'm thinking of.
0: <laughs> this is neither here nor there. But in this scene, Brandon is packing a, a vintage, like 1970s, Charlie's Angels lunchbox, and I don't know why, and no one ever carries it. I assume that it's for Kelly, but I, I don't know. That is I was an Aaron there Spelling just for show. you. I it's guess. an Aaron Spelling show, so maybe it's just oh, yeah. a little bit like. Why is, does he have this like vintage metal lunchbox? I don't understand, but doesn't matter hey and while we're stopped kendra let me tell you one other fact remember when we couldn't remember who donna was making out with and we were like someone will tell us well someone did tell us someone did over on facebook jody let us know and she said i quote donna made out with both brandon and dylan brandon was when kelly was in the cult he needed someone to kiss on cutv for some valentine's fundraiser which i i do remember she kissed dylan twice once under the mistletoe that was a surprising one but on the pool table in Dylan's comatose dream. And that's the one where she really, they, she literally yeah. left it all on the table. He made out
1: with everyone there, did. didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah.
0: He did. Good for him. Anyway, yeah. that's it. We can get back to the episode now.
1: Thanks. This is why we, we love our listeners we and do. we love that uh, people remember things that we don't. Yeah. So yeah, Kelly is, she's talking about, you know, she's putting two kids in daycare. So I guess she's doing like social work is yeah. what's happening.
0: At the foundation.
1: Yeah, at the foundation.
0: <laughs> or um, you would do that work.
1: And Brandon is like worried about the neighborhood she's going to be going to. And, you know, he's just, he's just worried about her. He doesn't yeah. want anything else to happen to her. And he, and she's like, I got shot. Like, it's fine. We're yeah, moving it on our lives. Please move on.
0: Yeah.
1: At the Peach Pit After Dark, when David and Steve arrive, there's like already people outside, like in the middle of the day, ready yeah. to go in. I they want know.
0: those fifty free tickets. What do you think? The What do you think the tickets are running at the Peach Pit After Dark? I gotta think fifteen dollars, <laughs> twenty. What do <are> we? T- <laughs> you know what I mean? What are yeah. we talking about?
1: Yeah, for a band that nobody has heard nobody's
0: of. ever heard of. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, that just sounds the night right. The nightclub. Okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, a student of mine just went to Winter Jam and that was fifteen dollars and that was okay. like four bands. So. Similar kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh the delivery guy is there and he wants his money before he drops off what are they, his, peanuts his that he's dropping off? Yeah, he's off? got all yeah. sorts
0: of nuts, yeah.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> so Kendra to they,
0: be immature.
1: <laughs> you're being immature. So so David leaves Steve outside to kind of like organize everyone into a line and he mm-hmm. goes in with the delivery guy and he's arguing, he's trying to get him to, he's like, you know, we have credit with you, but the guy says, all, you have all these past due bills. Donna comes in while they're having this conversation and David asks if he can write a check, which the guy does allow, but he doesn't, he's like out of checks. Like he's written too many checks. He doesn't Uh have any checks. Uh So Donna just writes the check for him. She's like, yeah, "Yeah, you'll pay me back. I trust you.
0: I was really impressed because she didn't need to know the title or who to make the check out to. She just
1: or how Or the amount.
0: That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: (laughs) After the intro, we go over to the Peach Pit. Donna is waiting for a client and she's been waiting for a while, but the client has not showed up. So she's talking to Carly about it, and she's like, oh, we have lost all of our clients. I don't know what's going on. And Valerie and I work so well together, and now I have to tell her that we're already bankrupt in this endeavor.
0: I think I have face blindness when it comes to Nat, because (laughs) was he there? Did we see Nat? (laughs) Because it's like I all really of the don't, all of the. I don't think we did. I don't remember seeing him, but I feel like all the Nat dialogue just goes to Carly now.
1: Yeah, it's hard for me day. to say because I was watching on Daily Motion, so sure. it's very zoomed in. So he could have been right off to the side. And yeah, he
0: might have been him. there the whole time.
1: <laughs> so and Donna is talking to Carly about how you know Val hasn't always been trustworthy in the past but
2: that,
0: true.
1: I decided to bring her in and we've been working well together. So I don't know.
0: Okay. Can confirm no Joey Tata in this episode. Okay, good. He's not there.
1: Meanwhile, David is across the peach pit meeting with Mr. Bauer and he's oh, very, please,
0: please Kendra. Mr. Bauer is his father. <laughs>
1: yes. Call him Our, Ari. Ari. Yeah. Ari. Is that his name? Um, And he has a contract ready to go. He's like signed here, here and here. Thirty five thousand dollars, all yours yeah.
0: doesn't he start but, 25 and he throws on a 10 000 10 yes major, he or starts at 25 and yeah. david's
1: like well hold on a second yeah like let's talk about this and he's like eh, yeah. here's an extra 10. yeah so david says they're playing at the peach pit after dark and there's other agents coming to watch them so we're gonna you know i'll let you know after that So Ari rips up the contract and he's like, I was just checking to see that you were a real player in the game. So I'll be there Friday night with a real contract. Yep. So David is very happy with how this went. He's like, you know, it's really happening. I'm going to have a bidding war going for this band. And no one can stop me now, he tells Donna. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Don't stop me now. (laughs) Hey, at Cooper's house, I don't. I don't understand Valerie. I don't know what she's no, doing. No, she, last episode, she ran to the dock and stopped Noah from taking a job in Hawaii, and
0: right. now
1: she's over at Cooper's house kissing him. Yeah, I don't understand.
0: While stealing Donna's business, a business that she While has no interest Donna's in. While stealing Donna's business, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I
1: don't understand. So I yeah, don't. she's like showing Cooper clothes, but he's he's more interested in what she's wearing. Kiss, kiss, kiss.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Cooper is, I think he's opening a restaurant. And so he's having a dinner. He's having a dinner for investors and he wants Valerie and Donna to put on this dinner. Uh, He also says he's not looking for someone to just like bat their eyes at him. He's looking for an equal who can like hold her own Mm. in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Valerie at first turns it down. She has plans Friday. But he says there's a couture gown on hold for her. So I guess he'll just have to tell them she doesn't want it.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: And she she is very interested. in the. By the way, and the gown she wears does not look anything. It doesn't look that fancy.
0: To no, me. it doesn't. It doesn't.
1: At Carly's house, Steve pops by. And he tries to, you know, come in. But she... She's not very interested in him coming in. He has a gift for, for Zach. And she says, you know, you've already given him all this stuff. You don't know when enough's enough. And you're just trying to use him to get to me.
0: Mm-hmm. It um, is, it's a weird line that Steve is walking. like Because they're not even dating. And Steve feels like he's trying to stepdad this kid. And I just think it's yeah. it's unusual. Yeah.
1: Steve says, you know, I thought we were past this. But Carly's like, well, we were. But now we're not.
0: Yeah, just go ahead and reschedule Magic Mountain. I I yeah. thought that was a no brainer. Just do it a different day.
1: Just do it but... a different day. Okay. At the Walsh House, Kelly is doing paperwork for this daycare, mm-hmm. putting kids in daycare or whatever. Brandon apologizes to her for the way he acted that morning, and Kelly mentions, "Hey, the doctor says it's okay if we, you know, get busy." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. They they start to but then Brandon stops because he just cannot stop thinking about the shooting. Ooh. You hate you
0: hate to hear that.
1: Yeah. It, it's a buzzkill, for
0: yeah. sure. Yeah, it is.
1: And so they argue and she's like, you know, we need to get past this. But he just he can't. So he he goes to sleep on the couch. Mm. Later on, Val calls Noah and she reschedules her date with him. She says, "I can't go out on Friday anymore, but let's go to a movie tonight or yeah. something."
2: Do a
0: poor oh, thing. Oh, yeah,
1: they go to a movie.
0: A thing that the the poor's do, you know.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. Yes. <laughs> so, Valerie invites Steve to come to dinner with to come to this investor's dinner yeah, that, yeah. She's, that she's throwing for Cooper. And she's like, oh, and you should bring Carly as well. And she mm-hmm. convinces him to invite Carly.
0: Yeah. The scene is a fun ending where Steve's trying to clean. And he's like, do you know where the vacuum cleaner is? And she's like, you know where it is? I don't even know what it is. Hey-oh.
1: <laughs> Hey-oh. Pretty
0: funny. Little little comedy. Little comedy in here.
1: Kelly comes to find Brandon. He slept on the couch all night. And Brandon. he, <laughs> again apologizes, and he says that they should go on a date, so they're going to do dinner and a movie later.
0: Cute. I tell you what, Kendra, this rewatch is just devastating my feelings about Brandon (laughs) and Kelly. Watching it again, I'm like, you guys suck. You should not even be in the same room, let alone in a relationship. (laughs) It's It's really messing with me. One struggle
1: after another.
0: Really messing with me.
1: While they're talking, Detective Woods calls, and Kelly tells Brandon to not talk to him yeah Yeah. get
0: off yeah
1: and brandon is like i can't do that so she gets upset and she walks away Mm -hmm. at donna and david's valerie comes over to talk to donna like nothing is wrong
0: (laughs) she's crazy
1: yeah and so donna's like well we've got no more clients left except cooper so sorry and valerie's like oh do you know why you, we lost
0: all her clients. I, she has no reason to betray Donna. I, I just I don't get it. She I, don't just, get it I mean, is it I don't even know like, does she want all the money for herself? Is there and money she to has be had?
2: To know know.
1: that Donna's is gonna find out. Right. She has to know that. This is
0: the thing with Valerie. It's like they have to anchor her. They have to give her some kind of relationships. They have to make her have some good qualities sometimes because yeah. otherwise, like why do these people let her in, her, in their lives? You yeah. know. She just keeps upping her game. At
1: the Peach Pit After Dark, the band is doing sound check. David tells the band about the whole thing with Monolith, how he turned down 35000 dollars but they've got a bidding war going, and the band is very excited about this. Uh, but Devin makes a mm. anti-Semitic comment that has to do with how David is doing things with the money
0: yeah he's trying to like squeeze more money out or something yes like that. yeah
1: yeah and david he doesn't he doesn't reply to the joke but they're all just like laughing at him and making all of these racist comments
0: yeah well david they're like you know you people are sure good at this and he's like do you yeah managers and he's like okay and they start <laughs> making fun of ari's yeah. name and stuff and they're just yeah being awful
1: yeah they're being awful and david is Kind of realizing now how awful they are. Yeah. At Carly's house, she arrives home and her mother is there babysitting Zach. And she said, a nice young man stopped by and just cleaned the whole house.
0: This is insane. That babysitter <laughs> needs to be fired right now. She <laughs> She's let like, a stranger. well, Zach knew who he was. She let a stranger into their house and just like, yeah carte blanche go ahead go ahead no 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 zach it's fine. no ma'am you can go back to whatever show you were watching before this started
1: (laughs) so it was steve obviously and he left flowers and pizza and a card and then we get this voiceover of steve what he wrote in this card uh about you know how he wants to get to know her and what her favorite thing he didn't know what her favorite pizza toppings were. Um, And he wants to know those things. And she's very Twitter pated reading this letter Mm
2: -hmm.
1: at the movie theater. After the movie, Brandon and Kelly run into Valerie and Noah. And as they're, you know, waving to them, Kelly gets tripped by, or she runs into this other guy and Brandon
0: just some flashbacks. Yeah. He
1: has a flashback and he loses it. And he like gets aggressive with the guy. And Noah has to come in and calm everybody down. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank goodness he's there.
1: Yes. Thank goodness. At the Walsh house the next morning, Noah spent the night with Valerie. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Donna comes over looking for Valerie, um, but she's already gone. And Noah's like, yeah, she's meeting with Miss Vander something and this other client and Mm -hmm. this other client. Mm -hmm. And you guys must be raking in all the money. And finally Donna realizes finally, what is yeah. going on. Yep. Yep. So she asks, she's like, you know what? I was supposed to help Valerie with this dinner tonight, but I can't make it. So why don't you fill in for me? Hmm. And, and Noah agrees.
0: Oh, Donna, that's cold.
1: It's it's good though.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. Does it's
1: Donna cool. know that she's doing the two guy thing? Or is this kind of an accidental?
0: Oh, I guess I kind of felt like Donna was. Because Donna still shows up at the thing, right? So, No, I feel she like doesn't
1: she... come to the dinner.
0: Oh, she doesn't? Okay. Mm-mm. Oh, right. The thing is later. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I kind of thought she was doing it on purpose, but maybe not.
1: Maybe. I don't know.
2: Hmm.
0: Hmm.
1: At the hair salon, Valerie is getting her hair done, and she's talking with her hairstylist about her two-guy problem. It's, you know... What are you going to do? One's Tough. poor, one's rich. Yeah. you like them both. And Carly is there getting her hair done and, like, overhears this conversation. And then she comes up to Valerie and is like, oh, Valerie, I didn't know that you came here. It's kind of expensive.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very funny. It is. At the newspaper, the Beverly Beat, Noah stops by to talk to Brandon about the Kelly situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because... That is that's where he what he should be doing. Yeah, he should be sticking his nose in here. Yeah,
0: he's known these people for a full month now. He definitely should be waiting in.
1: <laughs> Brandon tells him to stop being a hero, lose the cape, get out of my affairs. Mm-hmm. But Noah says, you know, you're trying to make her like afraid of everything and everyone, but she's afraid of you now yeah. because of the way you're acting. Uh-huh. Yeah. At that moment, Woods, Detective Woods, calls Brandon to say they got the guy. And Brandon wants to see him. He's in the hospital. And at first, Detective Woods says no. But then Brandon's like, I need to see him.
0: Well, let me see this guy.
1: At the Peach Pit After Dark, Ari and David are going over the set list for the band that night. And Donna joins them. And they have snuck in their song, Prophecy, which just sounds like the most yeah. white supremacist song yeah, ever. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's no way around it, yeah.
1: <laughs> so Donna is like, have you read these lyrics? And it's not that they're they're not subtle at all. They're no. using racist terms throughout the song.
0: Yeah. Donna and reads, Ari Donna is reads like... Donna reads the lyrics, and she says some stuff that I was like, I wasn't really sure you could say those things on TV, <laughs> but okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Ari is like, eh, show business. It's fine, they can say whatever they want. It's not a big deal. We'll just put a parental or, or yeah. like what what's the sticker they put on their parental
2: oh, yeah. guidance or, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: parental advisory, so Don is very upset that they're gonna let them play, yeah, this it's song. Bad stuff. yeah,
2: for it's sure. awful,
1: and David's like, I don't know, I don't know what I'll do, but like money he's just, yeah,
0: capitalism, Kendra, I'm telling you, you start pulling at a problem and the reason is capitalism. That's why.
1: Yep. At Cooper's investor dinner, the dinner is going very well. Valerie's, you know, seeing to everyone and everything's running smoothly. Carly and Steve arrive and Carly is just like totally messing with Valerie the Mm -hmm. whole time. And it's Mm -hmm. very funny. And she makes a comment about her. Oh, I love your hair. Steve, did I tell you that I was at the salon with Valerie?
0: (laughs) It's like the most personality we've seen from carly
1: yeah <laughs> so valerie goes back to the kitchen and passes noah who's on his way out of the kitchen and they both do a double take <laughs> andy she pulls him back into the kitchen and is like what the heck are you doing here so now she's got to try to keep him in the kitchen yeah and not have him and cooper run into right. each other
0: although well, so- oh. It's not like they would know each other, right? They wouldn't know right. each other on site. It Doesn't matter. Uh, she spends the rest of this sequence, Mrs. Doubt firing, and that cracks yes. me up. You know? Yeah.
2: Uh huh. Hello.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so she he asks who Mr. Hargrove is, and she points out an old man who is not Cooper. Right. He's like, "There's Mr. Hargrove." Um. So she goes back out, and a woman makes a comment. She's like, "Got." Oyster, a uh, plate of oysters now yeah. because she didn't want Noah to take the oysters, so she takes them, and then it's just like a a comedy of errors. It this is. woman, is, yeah, oh, it's Cooper's date, and he and she's serving food. She ends up talking to the old man who she said was Hardgrove, and his name is Mister Pearl, mm-hmm. and he is fl- he's coming on to her basically. Yeah. He's like, he's yeah, why don't you why don't you dump? Cooper and be with me. Mm -hmm. Noah then comes up behind her and startles her. So she dumps like a whole tray on (laughs) Mr. Pearl. Mm -hmm. Cooper joins in and she's, he's like, who are you to Noah? And she, he's like, I'm Noah. So then he has to try to, she has to try to get them apart. So she sends Noah back to the kitchen to get some club soda. And she follows him back. And he's like, man, you're kind of rough on the help here. (laughs) So she sends him off to the peach pit after dark and is like, I'll just meet you there. Thank you for your help, but goodbye. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Fine. Meet you at the peach pit after dark. All right. Brandon meets Detective Woods at the hospital. Bad news for brand Well, for Brandon, I guess. Uh, the guy is dead.
0: Yeah. Bad news for Brandon. Great news for the writers who don't have to mess with this storyline anymore. Yeah.
1: So as I as I theorized last time, the guy the Brandon ID was the driver of the car, and this other guy who is now dead was the shooter.
0: <laughs> as soon as that came up, I was like, Kendra called it. Kendra predicted it. I got it. He did.
1: <laughs> so Brandon was right. Yeah. Um, he wasn't wrong. Uh yeah, apparently the guy who was the driver was you know, working a couple of things and he finally they they got him and he he squealed on his pal. Um so they they know it's him. They know they got the real guy, but Mm -hmm. but he died of his of his wounds. Yeah. So (laughs) Brandon gets as close as possible to this dead guy's face. Creeper. And is like, you got what you deserved.
0: (laughs) And I'm just
1: thinking about filming that. Yeah. Like ha- they had to have laughed a million times. <laughs> I with would him think that, so. That close yeah. to his face,
0: yeah. <laughs> close with his wild <laughs> eyes. Yeah, that's a weird. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how you see that and be like, yeah, let's stick with it because it. I don't know. It just. I don't. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see if it plays out. But it goes to a darkness that I feel like is just odd.
1: I thought he was going to hit him.
0: Yeah, or kiss him. It was unclear.
1: Yeah, or kiss him. <laughs> At the Peach Pit After Dark, it is happen. There are so many people there.
0: People uh, love bands no one's ever heard of. That's their favorite. Yeah. They yeah. can't wait.
1: <laughs> Donna is still upset that they're going to sing this song, and she and David argue, and he's like, I'm not a practicing Jew. Like, it's fine. And she's like, your grandfather lived through the Holocaust, David. Like... <laughs> You can't downplay your culture. <laughs> yeah. So she's very upset that they're, you know, gonna spew all this hate and David's gonna profit
0: from right, it. Right. Right. It is kind of a pickle because like they've got the club full, they've taken all this money. The Beverly Beat has sunk a bunch of money into this thing. Like there there are a lot of factors at play here. So I was interested to see exactly how they're gonna untangle it. I think, you know, we'll be seeing that for a while, but yeah, yeah. I, as I was watching it, I was like, is there a world in which they can nix the problematic songs and just get through the night? I don't know. I don't know. Like, morally or ethically, like, is that acceptable? I don't I, know.
1: I don't know either. I don't know what I would do. I guess late, later they're going to, you know, say, okay, we won't play the song. Maybe go through with it at that point. Get your money and, you know, dump them onto yeah. onto somebody else. Yeah. I don't know. But- yeah.
0: It's I spent not the whole episode being like, what? Because there's so many things locked in play at this point. Yeah.
1: Well, if David had listened to Donna in the first place, yes. then he wouldn't be in this situation. Yes. Yep. So Valerie shows up with Noah, and she wants an apology from Donna. She's like, I put in all this work, and you don't even show up. And Donna's like, oh, save it. And this is like maybe my favorite Donna moment. Yes. <laughs>
0: ever yeah yeah <laughs> she
1: finally like stands up for herself she calls valerie a lying cheating bee mm-hmm. and she is this she smacks her right she or slaps is that her later hard
0: yeah. she slaps her hard i read a thing that tori spelling gave some interview and said this was like the worst thing she had to do on the show because she was so paranoid that she was just gonna like take her out and apparently tiffany ambertheson was like bring it bring the heat you know <laughs> let's do it
1: well, the, uh, but I think the slap is justified because she, Valerie oh, then starts oh, going yeah, off on it is justified, yeah, uh, on Donna, and she's like, you know, how do you live with yourself? You're alone in bed, and I know how rough David can be in bed, yeah. and and so yeah, Donna she smacks really, her.
0: really smacks her, and I got to tell you, I. I fell down a hilarious rabbit hole on Reddit trying to look up the best 90210 slaps in the comments. I was just like rolling on the floor laughing so hard. And I completely forgot about the early season two when Brenda slaps Andrea. Remember? Yeah.
1: You remember that one? I do. (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh. Made her teeth rattle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we got a a good hearty slap here. Yep.
1: Ari is talking to David and David is like, you know, maybe I have an ob- a moral obligation to stop the band. Yeah. Ari is saying, you know, don't screw this up. You've got a good thing going here. You're going to make a lot of money. So Devin comes up, because they're like past time when they should have started playing, and Devin is like, can we, can we start? And David says, no. And he's like, fine, we won't play that song. But David's like, doesn't matter. Like, you're not playing. Tonight we're canceling. So David goes on stage and tells the, the crowd that there's been a problem and mm-hmm. that the band will not be playing, which the, the crowd is upset about. So then Devin and the band come on stage anyway, and they say there's not a problem, and David is censoring us and all of this yeah. stuff. And they start playing, and David goes behind them and... Unplugs all the speakers and the sound. This leads to a fight.
0: Yeah, a rumble. breaking out. Yeah,
1: a rumble, which Noah has to join of to course. help.
0: You, you need him.
1: Yep. Yeah. So David, David wins. He like chucks Devin into yeah. the crowd.
0: <laughs> Gets in a good couple of good Captain Kirk roundhouses too. Woo!
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know. And Donna is very proud. Yeah. Of I mean, I done. think.
0: I think ultimately this is what you have to do because you just yeah. can't let you can't let this get a foothold, you know, and you don't want to be the one who like launched this racist rock group. Yeah. Like so like it's it's like morally it is the right thing to do. But it's it's an interesting dilemma, you know, to yeah. look at.
1: At Carly's house, Steve is dropping her off after their date and he's, you know, wants to come in and have a nightcap, but she's like, No, Zach's asleep and so no. And he she tells him that her favorite toppings are olives and green peppers. Never uh, anchovies. So oh, she's anchovies. a she's a psychopath, basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she says the thing about never anchovies, and I feel like anchovies are the same as like quicksand. You hear about it all the time and it never happens. Do people yeah. do Who? places even have anchovies? Does any anyone ever...
1: actually put anchovies on their so.
0: pizza? I don't think so. Ugh. No. And we get a kiss. Is this the first kiss? The first Steve yes! Carly kiss? Okay.
1: It is. They kiss okay. goodnight.
0: Yeah. Cute.
1: And, and as Steve is leaving, Zach is watching out the window and he like knocks on the window and they have a little it's pew pew, pew moment. Yep. At the Walsh house, Brandon tells Kelly about, you know, what happened at the hospital and what he said and... How, you know, it was just like a body laying there and he he apologizes for every for the Mm -hmm. way he's acted.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. He's finally, you know, snapped out of it. At the Peach Pit After Dark, Donna is telling David how proud she is of him. (laughs) And David tells her a story about his grandfather. During the Holocaust, I can't remember exactly what he says, but, um, he's, David says, you know, you can't censor someone's words and ideas. You have to give them better ideas Mm. and people, you know, before the Holocaust, people said it would blow over and it didn't. Um, and all of his grandfather's family was killed except for him. Um, and he says, you know, the band has the right to say what they want, but not in my place. Yeah. And Donna been- says, you know, nothing can stop you still, even after this.
0: It's it's certainly a powerful moment. And like watching this, I feel like this show is what introduced me to the concept of like anti-Semitism. Mm. And, and I really, I can't think of other shows, like I'm, there are probably examples out there, but I really and truly can't think of a show like this, this high profile that dealt with this kind of issue you know Mm -hmm. yeah i I just think that's an interesting thing they're doing and this time i i feel like with this storyline they actually did a pretty there was a nice through line and the resolution feels like earned and like people learned something and that it sort of at least for the end of the episode changes david's perspective in a way that i found pretty responsible honestly
1: yeah yeah do you know they've done like surveys and a shocking amount of people like don't believe the holocaust happened
0: again kendra there was a time when that would have surprised me and now
1: it's it's just it's crazy yeah it's crazy yeah all right well that's the end of the episode
0: okay all right kendra well um what was your 90210 snap or in this case your 90210 slap
1: it's got to be that scene. Oh,
0: I loved it. So it powerful. Good. It was powerful. Yeah. <laughs> this is. I feel like this is the first time Donna's been this legit. You know what I mean? The first time yeah. she's really stood up for herself. Yeah. yeah was, I know.
1: That's why I'm like. I think this is my yeah. favorite Donna moment.
0: Yeah. It was a. It was a good moment for sure. Eight Verdict overall. Uh,
1: I've like. I like this episode better than the past couple of episodes. Yeah.
0: I was pretty so. in this episode. I yeah. still the the noah cooper stuff you know yeah i don't know what she's doing even like the brandon kelly shooting thing and now that it's just like oh he all died and that's the end let's just move on very i mean i guess i'm glad to be done with it but it feels a little convenient yeah yeah just say they got him on other charges or something you know what i mean yeah he's already in custody because of this and you don't even have to you know what i mean (laughs) but to just be like oh he fell in a hole and now is gone Forever and dead.
1: Whoops! He died.
0: He's a little lame.
1: We so. should have had him, Brandon, see him in the hospital and like smother him with a pillow or something. That would have been.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have Brandon. That would have been actually... entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Have Brandon murder someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: That would change the tone of the show. I think. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll be back next week for season eight, episode eight: Toil and Trouble. In the meantime, you can catch me every other week on this Dorian Life, a Star Wars podcast, right here on the Radio Network. And but have you tried for the David A. Howe Public Library, where we did do an episode on Pride and Prejudice? So check nice. It out. Nice. What about you, Kendra? What are you doing? What are you talking I miss, about?
1: <laughs> I'm Miss Music Box 91, and I do another podcast called '90s Music Got Me Like,' where we talk '90s music. Okay. And our most recent episode was Your Woman by White Town, and our Next episode after that will be Return of the Mac by hey. Mark Morrison. Yes. And I believe this guy is going to guest on that episode. Takes me
0: back to high school. I'm ready. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're doing.
0: Okay. All right. Well, then I guess there's nothing else to say, Kendra, but <laughs> no, I do one. No, here it go. Here go. <laughs>